0: Hello. 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 I just uh, saw that there is another space going on with like 30,000 people talking about FTX again. Ah, <laughs> just our luck. I, I, so, I thought we will be alone here, but I see that a couple of other people joined, which is good. Oh, man, that
1: was a crazy, crazy week. Absolutely crazy week. Give me two seconds. Sure. I'm just going to sure. try and connect my. which I'm having a little bit of difficulty with.
0: Of course, yeah. Uh, We will talk about FTX a little, not too much, because everybody is sick of it, I think. But uh, we will mention a few things and some things that I wanted to say. And also, we are going to talk about Dim, obviously, and uh, things that we've been doing and the feature requests and the status of them and all that. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, like a crazy, one of the craziest weeks in crypto I've had the pleasure of, of experiencing. Not sure if it's too pleasurable, but. No, yeah. I, I had like a, this kind of mixture of
0: feelings between feeling really sorry for like people, for like, you know, people who just got screwed. And like, I, I, I'll really try to. <laughs> Try to swear as little as possible, even though it's complicated under the circumstances.
1: Absolutely, we we had a, a call uh, earlier today, and and I was very uh, swearful, <laughs> but uh, I think I I got it out of my system. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, yeah. So everybody obviously followed the story, so we're not going over the what happened, but there are some things that uh, I, I wanted to kind of express from my side and like. Because, first of all, the news that kind of really, uh, you, know, made, you know, want to, to shout, it was like, Bitcoin fell to the new low or to, to blah, blah, 15, 16, whatever. And I'm like, really? What, did it just like walk down the road and then suddenly fell? Like, what does it even have to do with Bitcoin? Like, this is basically a centralized exchange an organization which scammed everybody in the most simple and trivial way and it's a regulated entity and we'll talk about the regulation in this specific like space because like it, it has nothing to do with crypto it has everything to do with fraud of a large centralized exchange which was supposed to be regulated because pension funds invested in it yeah and they bought advertisement everywhere and, uh, you know, they had this uh, huge uh, sign on this uh, Miami Heat Arena in the States and they had uh, their signs on Formula One cards and like they were everywhere.
1: Mm.
0: And basically, the regulators really screwed up on this because I mean, no, I, I'm not buying this story of a backdoor that he installed and nobody knew about it. I think it was just like, in addition to everything else, a
1: huge screw up from the regulators part. Yeah, and, and this is what's interesting to see with the blowout is some of who are kind of pointing us at this as an example of like why crypto and even even funnier like they're saying why DeFi needs to be regulated and and unfortunately some of this kind of rhetoric is coming from like bitcoiners which is insane like if you ask me
0: absolutely it has absolutely nothing to do with crypto regulation and everything to do with regulation of financial entities that manage other people's money in a centralized way where everything is controlled by this company or two companies, whatever. And what they did, like in addition to, so ba- basically the, the events of this week made every other blow off, which we had quite a few this year, look like this kind of, you know, <laughs> slow moving dramas because it happened so fast, like in <laughs> almost two or three days, a company which was supposed to raise at a valuation of $32 billion basically disappeared completely to zero and not only that they have done all the possible kind of you know bad things they could have they encouraged uh, founders of companies that they invested in to put all of their treasuries in ftx yeah which is absolutely unacceptable they have encouraged their own employees to put the money into the company by promising them huge matchings on their kind of you know. In, on the money that they've put in, they said, put your $250,000 and we will match it. But we will match it with what? With our tokens, obviously. And employees lost all their savings uh, in the process. And, you know, uh, another, we've talked about this earlier, another point which infuriates is that people think, oh, they were just, uh, you know, naive or they were just ignorant or whatever. I mean, listen, if, you know, you invest in... Almost, I know, hundreds of companies like this guy did, and you are, uh, you know, paying for politicians' campaigns, and you have this massive structure of 130 companies in Bahamas and BVI and Caymans and all over the place. You cannot do it by accident. It's not something like oh, I've just accidentally, you know, ten billion dollars from one company to another, and in the process invested in my own investors, right? It's not something you you do accidentally.
1: Exactly, and and they put all like. Unsurmountable amounts of effort into keeping up appearances like you mentioned before they had celebrities endorsing sports people endorsing them stadium Formula One Rascal in the chat just mentioned that they're the T20 cricket sponsors as well not a case of like naïveness and and trying to do the best that they can which is also a really like dark kind of aspect of it I think is that they were always pushing this, like uh, how to call it, uh, the altruist thing, like effective altruism. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Do the do yeah. the best, so- <laughs> do what you can to make the biggest impact positively. Uh, on the world, I I I have this I have this thing,
0: uh, and it's like from from my childhood. Uh, my parents were you know fond of authoritative figures and authorities in general, so obviously I was against it. So I have always disliked this uh, kind of practice of taking people and making an idol out of them you know putting them on cover of magazines and publishing like articles like oh we had an investment meeting there was this story about an article that Square capital the website how they met this amazing person and he was so perfect and they were so happy they invested in him and like come on, listen, uh, okay, you may like him, it's okay, but don't you go and make this, you know, idolized, uh, you know, figure, romantic figure out of him, a modern Robin Hood, and, you know, how how great he is. Just evaluate everything this person does objectively, you know, try to understand. Like, I, I cannot believe seriously that experienced investors hear a pitch like uh, – great profits and zero risk and don't think like wait a minute that's not possible you cannot have great profits with zero risk it's just not how this world works
1: yeah exactly i mean you can you can not even have like small profits with zero risk i mean it's it's always a part of the equation and to even like promote that which which is as far as i'm aware they were promoting like this before FTX trying to raise funds like through Alameda and get people to deposit and and paying out XX percent and this kind of stuff. And, And this was like on the back of, this was kind of leading up to the FTX raise and this kind of thing. And like, if, if you're a investor, like not even a sophisticated investor, just like me an average Joe investor, as soon as you see, like, 30% or whatever it was with no risk, this should immediately, like, set off red flags and, and this kind of thing. And, I mean, we've seen Absolutely. many such cases in crypto before, uh, like, 2017. It was BitConnect and, and uh, OneCoin or whatever it was called. Uh, but these, like, to, to at least people... In crypto and a little yeah, they were very like blatant ponzi's and and this at least now seems to be fairly fairly similar but it wasn't like such an over advertisement or it wasn't so clear on like what was happening obviously
0: yeah absolutely and in my opinion all of this talk about crypto regulation uh that's total bullshit because uh like this specific case proves that you know centralized entities that have absolute control over what they're doing needs to be regulated especially when they're managing other people's money and in this case that was part of the like, biggest part of the problem because if they were only uh, you know trying to gamble with their own profits that would have been fine but they, they took real money invested by other people into their exchange and they did this very simple, actually, uh, scheme of loaning this money to invest to the another company in return for the collateral in form of their own token. Yeah. Uh, which is, by the way, uh, it's possible even without tokens, you can take your own stock and uh, put it as collateral, but nobody does that because, you know, it's a bad idea if your company goes down that you, you lose both the, the, you know, the, the stock and the collateral on the loans. But because both of these companies were controlled by the same person, obviously that it was not a problem. And not to mention the fact that you do not take, you know, young people who don't have enough experience and put them into the position of being CEOs of multi-billion-dollar companies or managers that they had there. So it's it's all kind of completely, uh, you know, uh, it's fraud combined with crazy, uh, you know,
1: uh,
0: negligence, and uh, I don't have words for that. It's just very you know uh, it, it's total shit <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry but that's what it was um yeah so so that's absolutely crazy i i really hope that like uh this year 2022 will somehow end like with us being done with all of this you know scamming organization and we can enter the new year with, with a much cleaner like marketplace but in the process obviously um, the entire industry suffers and people lose money all over the place like uh, several projects on Solana uh, one of them is the bridge for, for, for Bitcoin is now defunct because the keys were kept in the FTX yeah. hey. and uh, and zero uh, uh, today I heard about Serum which is the DEX on Solana which was also controlled by FTX and basically the employees and than you cannot find anyone, um, and all of these projects that kept the treasuries there. Not to saying so I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it's really, really, uh, really bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it doesn't. I, I, I mean, I think that this was a large reason for Solana's like uh, meteoric rise during the the like bull market that we just saw, and and was the backing of of the backing from FTX and this kind of stuff. And hopefully, like, I, I mean, I, I have no qualms with Solana and, and whatever. Obviously, I think it's a little bit funny that it goes down in, but it's so funny that, like, they've been, like, as an ecosystem, being essentially scammed and and rug pulled by a, a centralized exchange. I think that's devastating. Hopefully they can do all right and there's enough of a community to to... I wanna say build back better or, or whatever, uh, this kind of thing. But no, I think they will be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, paradoxically enough, this uh, collapse
0: is exactly the greatest illustration why uh, we do need crypto, why we do need proper decentralization. Uh, and this is exactly the things that we've always wanted to avoid. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean... Uh, we see that the regulation does not work really because if it did, we, they wouldn't allow this to happen. And uh, you know, now saying that crypto needs regulation is obviously complete uh, kind of misinterpretation of the fact. Absolutely,
1: and and it's not even just like solely in crypto. Like the before before crypto like back in the day when there was the like uh, Enron and Bernie Madoff and, and these kind of massive uh, scams and, and Ponzi's and this kind of thing, they were regulated businesses operating under the SEC, this kind of stuff. Uh, and and essentially yeah. they were pulling the same kind of shit that we see today uh, with this SBF and, and the FTX exchange and this kind of thing. So like – at least opinion and and of course like i'm very opinionated and this kind of stuff but the relying on like regulators to protect like people is very very like naive in my opinion uh concept they for sure protect like big corporations and protect very wealthy people but i don't think that crypto should be like relying on them to, to like help the industry in, in positive ways.
0: Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I really don't want to spend, uh, you know, too much time uh, because this story was, was already too much this week. I think everybody, uh, who is near any social media today, uh, hardly avoided, um, so, what I suggest we do? Let's move to Beam. Let's talk about Beam for a That's while. Um, yeah, uh, we have uh, quite uh, a few topics to discuss. Um, I would like to start with this uh, discussion that uh, I uh, uh, I read in in our community chat about uh, whether Beam can create an update and steal uh, all uh, all the funds and the secret keys from. Yeah. Um, so. The answer to that is, uh, yes, definitely. Any builder of any wallet that you trust with your secret keys uh, could do that. And it's very important to understand like, like it's not like, you know, Beam can, and I don't know, MetaMask cannot, right? MetaMask can do it exactly the same. The main point here is to uh, learn how to work in this new kind of world and, I don't know if there are any courses on OpSec uh, in, in general operational security, um, but before you get seriously into crypto, I do recommend you know taking some lessons in that because it's a problem, right? And I would like to kind of talk how to uh, you know how to make sure that you are less uh, exposed to these kind of uh, things. By the way, I, I think that the question came in the context of uh, FTX pushing this update. Uh, on their wallets that was malicious because compromised and they were stealing people's funds directly from their accounts uh, through compromised wallets. And, yeah, so first of all, um, what Beam does is that every official release that is uh, distributed in a binary form, right, that you download from the website as executable, it's signed uh, with uh, our certificate. And uh, it's very important that you, first of all, uh, get a reliable browser, which means that you get a browser from the official browser website because the only thing that protects you, you know, from going to phishing sites is this lock icon in the browser and this lock icon is only working in the browsers that are themselves not compromised. So it's important whenever you download Chrome or Firefox or whatever, that you only do this from the original websites of their creators. Never go to this downloadsomething.com something.com or, you know, uh, FileExchange.com or whatever they are. And uh, uh, always use only the official versions and always verify that the certificates are okay, that you're connected to the website through HTTPS and all that. Obviously, after you download the software, you only download it from official Beam website or from GitHub. And in both cases, the executable. And when you click on the properties of the file, you will see that there is a certificate, that the binary file was signed by Beam. And this can least ensure you that the content of that file is what being intended it to be, okay? Now, theoretically, of course, you could compromise the system in a way that would result in a malicious file that was signed. And if you are, like, at this level of paranoia or if you are really managing large amounts of, uh, uh, you know, coins, uh, then you can always build everything from source. That's why all of the... Projects that are, you know, uh, trying to to be uh, kind of open and uh, uh, show that like all the source code is available, you can always create your own build by yourself. And this is, by the way, what the miners are doing. This is what the exchanges are doing in many cases uh, because they don't want to rely on anyone else building it for them. And uh, the source files obviously are uh, open. And uh, can be reviewed by everyone. So I know it's difficult for a just you know average person to do that, but um, uh, it's it's your kind of that's the only choice that you have. You have to either try the signature, uh, and uh, uh, or or you can build it yourself. That's the the options that you have. And yes, in any case, you need to be careful. Like if you see an update that will, you you, you never heard announced by uh, official BIM channels. If you suddenly get an issue that you do not recognize, or something is fishing, by all means stop immediately. Contact the support, contact the community. Tell them, listen, I just received, I just found this binary. It looks like an update, it isn't official update? Like you know, do, be very vigilant because these things uh, happen uh, in in this world. We have a lot of uh, security problems all around and. Uh, uh, yeah, be very careful. Uh, in addition to that, I would recommend if you have let's say a kind of large amount of uh, coins that you regularly do not use regularly, uh, always store them in uh, some like relatively cold, for example. Uh, we don't have hardware wallet support unfortunately, but what you can do you can create a seed phrase specifically for that purpose and generate your public offline address once and write it down uh, in any kind of uh, password manager or whatever. It's, it's generally public information, so it's not secret. And then whenever you have a large amount of coins, you can send it to yourself to this address, to this wallet that you do not have uh, online, that you don't have a uh, you know, uh, wallet database on your drive right now. It's just an address, and then they will be safe. So I recommend to do that. Whenever you are using a wallet, please always choose... Uh, long passwords the length of the password is the primary factor for its strength it's not the special symbols that you use you know or you know words that you use but the length so at least like if you if you have uh, enough funds to protect always use 12 or 16 symbols in the in the password because the wallet database is encrypted using this very password that you are entering when you open the wallet so make sure that it will be uh, long enough. So even if somebody uh, compromises your machine and steals this file, it will not be simple to crack. Right. That's kind of a short overview of, about that.
1: And, and one thing, or actually a couple of things, I want to like uh, <clears throat> kind of bring attention to in this regard is, is firstly like none of the updates are pushed to the wallets. So like. You yeah. are the decider of, of when to upgrade your wallet from the current version you're running to the next one that's published. And often like when there is something malicious happening, for example, uh, someone forks a beam wallet uh, and adds in some backdoors and this kind of stuff and, and trying to scam people. I mean we see it all the time in crypto and and even in the BIM community, there's fake githubs and fake websites and this kind of thing getting you or trying to get you to download like a wallet and this kind of thing. Often they use like an emergency or try and push this need to do it really fast uh, and, and kind of scare you psychologically into making a rash decision and this kind of thing. I want to kind of emphasize the importance of like taking your time windows. It's a bit cold outside. Uh, (laughs) And I, I, I think this is really important. Like a point is that there's no need to rush and like, don't dive into anything. If you're worried or have any second guesses, then your gut instinct's probably right and holding off is always like a a smarter option than diving into something you're not fully aware of. Absolutely,
0: totally. This is why we've never implemented this kind of, you know, uh, automatic update function that is present in regular software because the last thing you want to have is somebody compromising that mechanism and just pushing updates uh, to unsuspecting users. Um, Yeah, totally, only when you see the announcement, you go to the official website uh, verify all the details and then uh, you will be safer uh okay the second thing that i would like to talk about which also came up is that we now have a uh, forum topic which is called list of Beam community projects and if you are running a project on Beam, you are very welcome to add your information uh to this uh, post uh, we will also tweet about this and um uh Right now we have a couple of projects already there. Uh, BeamBots uh, is a great example of how to do this um, you know, properly or like perfectly. You know, it's an amazing project, and the, the description has exactly all of the information that you should put there, including the white paper if you, if you have it, the website if you have it, obviously. And the most important information is information about your project's token. And this information must include the asset ID because this is the unique identifier for your token. Uh, I will explain because this part is different from what you are uh, used to in Ethereum or other projects. In Ethereum, you have an address of the smart contract usually to uh, distinguish between different tokens. And uh, in Ethereum, because most people are using MetaMask or centralized kind of front ends, uh, this, uh, the wallet or the front end takes care of which uh, contracts are included by default and are kind of official because anyone can create a token with any name, but also in Ethereum, but uh, it really matters which contact ID you put there. In Beam, it's simpler because there is no uh, contact ID for confidential asset. Instead, there is just a numerical ID, which is a simple number. One to... Right now we have like, I don't know, 27, I didn't check. Um, but your asset ID is this unique identifier and uh, I've uh, just deployed a new update to the asset swap feature where we have put this ID in the uh, prominently in the kind of all of these places that you have the asset name. So this ID is the unique identifier that everybody should be looking for, right? So, for example, in BIMBOT's case, the asset ID is number three and uh, this is the, uh, the one that is the real Bimbo's token. So if anyone will create another token with the same name, it will have a different ID. So it's important. And obviously a total supply uh, is also an important number. And about that, I have another uh, update. One of the feature requests that we we have open is uh, to create this um, application that will allow anyone to mint new confidential assets where the uh, amount minted is uh, controlled by a smart contract. Right now, um, most of the assets that were created were created by wallets. And this means that uh, theoretically, the owner of the wallet could mint more assets. Obviously, this event will be visible on chain, but you have to watch for it. So if you want a 100% guarantee that the amount of the token that is claimed to be ever produced is controlled by smart contract and not by wallet it will be much easier to do this uh using um this contract so we call this contract uh, secure confidential asset minter or scam for short uh, later i thought that maybe it would be better called like smi- smart contact asset minter but it doesn't matter it's, it's scam anyway and uh, uh we, will, we are now working on, on this. And uh, once it's ready, uh, roll it out first on DAPnet as usual and then on main. And this will allow anyone uh, a very simple way. There will be no need to create this command line, run command line wallet, and you know provide all of the metadata information in command line and all that. Instead, we'll have a simple DAP in our DAP store That will uh, just create any asset that you want with the amount that you specify, and it will control that uh, this will be the maximum amount of this asset minted. It will also provide an easier way to list all the assets in the contract. So uh, I think it will be a great convenience feature.
1: And, and this has been something that many people have been asking and, and there's been a lot of discussion around uh, with regards to the kind of capped uh, supply and, and this kind of thing. I have a follow-up question uh, from a proposal in the Beam forum that is under the feature requests and says programmable money, and it says ERC-20 light tokens. Uh, and this is from a user called BM Assets, and they're asking about uh, how we can go towards a more kind of programmable, confidential asset. Uh, and I guess off the top of my head, uh, or, or at least like pro- programmable, like you just mentioned, in, in capping the supply and this kind of thing, it's owned by a contract that can mint it and that's all it can mint to uh and i guess there's other things that i've seen here and there on ethereum in terms of of like more programmable money as as the name suggests uh and and would it be possible to to kind of be doing similar on on beam
0: uh yeah so uh th- this is a great uh, a great um, uh, topic and uh it- it's also an interesting one uh, and i'll tell you why because in some way it brings me back <laughs> like two years ago uh before we had smart contracts uh, on beam we were talking about this idea called script a script maybe you remember it but back in the day Uh, And the idea was that instead of doing smart contracts, we would actually create these conditions. Um, A little bit similar, like what we have in Bitcoin, but um, uh, kind of more on the protocol level, um, all kinds of uh, different, like mini smart contracts. Uh, We didn't do it. Uh, Eventually we went to create a a kind of full-featured virtual machine with smart contracts. But let me explain why uh, some of the things are possible today uh, in this kind of ERC-20 manner and uh, uh, they're not exactly possible or not simple to in confidential assets. So the way ERC-20 works is just a smart contract which basically holds a long, long dictionary of address to amount of coins, right? So let's say you have a gas coin and the, uh, it's an ERC-20 contract so I own, I don't know, 100 gas coins so there is an entry that says this is my address and uh you have like 100 coins somebody else has a thousand or whatever and when i am sending you some gas coin what i'm actually doing in i'm just telling the contract to update this long dictionary and say okay let's say i'm sending you 10 coins so now i have 90 and you have 10. so please take my entry remove a 10 coins from it you know update it to 90 and then update your address to 10. that's how the transfer works And obviously, if it works this way, you can add additional conditions. Like, for example, somebody else uh, can verify uh, this transfer. Somebody uh, else needs to co-sign, like add additional signature. Uh, Or basically, other logic that you want to implement is possible in this uh, 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 ERC-20. Now, yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, so the problem with that approach is since values are not private in our smart contracts today, uh, then basically you are giving up on the privacy of uh, amounts, right? The the identities are still protected, but the amounts will be visible, which is maybe obligations. Now, confidential assets on the other uh, side, they are exactly as private as Beam itself because they're implemented as uh, basically a new kind of commitment with the just different just as a generator point right and this is not possible to con- how these uh, assets are sent like for example if i want to send you confidential asset it doesn't go through any smart contract. it just does it directly on the level one of the blockchain
1: yeah and this is what we mean when we've talked about confidential assets uh being like first class citizens on the beam blockchain uh which is quite different to erc20s on, on absolutely
0: the other. absolutely so what uh beam assets is saying here in this proposal he says listen it's great that you have uh, beam assets as you know confidential assets as first class citizens but in some cases it would be beneficial uh to have uh, you know erc20 style contracts and then uh, implement additional conditions there like or, or do additional logic so i totally agree with this uh with this position And it's very simple to implement. Uh, We will do it, like we will will implement the smart contract. Now, let me like explain in uh, what's the most, like what's the kind of main difficulty here. And it will also bring us to another post, uh, another quest uh, that we had. Um, So the problem is always integration with the wallet. Today, uh, we have two separate kind of modules inside the wallet. The first module is your confidential assets, right? Basically, you see it on the main screen. You see all the transaction history, and it's very simple to take any confidential asset and to add it to the wallet, Um, and we'll also talk about that. But the idea is that all of them are basically similar, right? They're they're all the same except for this differentiating uh, factor that, that is different between them. Yeah. But in terms of how you work with your send and receive dialogue, in terms of how it works with your addresses, with the SBBS addresses or Lelanto's addresses, they all work in exactly the same manner. If we now add a new type of or new class of assets, which are basically RC20 style assets, then it will be possible, obviously, to transact with them through the decentralized application but in order to integrate them into the wallet on the same level as we have today in the confidential assets, that would require a lot of work. And the reason it would require a lot of work because all of the dApps explicitly, and for a good reason, do not have access to your balance. They do not have access to your wallet information. And the reason for that is because dApps, as you know, can be distributed as files. They can be distributed through our decentralized dApp stores, through IPFS, and anyone can create a DAB. And if the DApp would, by default, have an access to your wallet information, it would be very easy to compromise a DApp, or to create a malicious DApp that would have access and basically know it would not be able to spend funds, but it would be able to gain information about your holdings and about your transactions. And we did not want that to happen. So that's why we have created this separation between the DApp part and the wallet part. Uh, If you ever ask yourself why inside the DAB you need to click on this uh, floating thing at the bottom that shows you, it's because these two screens are completely separate. The DAB screen is just an HTML window that shows you the contents of the DAB. This floating um, uh, thing at the bottom that shows you the balance, it belongs to the wallet. And there is like a a kind of a barrier between them so the DAB cannot see this information
1: okay yeah and this is this is something that was brought up with NIFrite. Uh, i think it, myself even even kind of commented on it when you're interacting with the DAP, the DAP doesn't know your balances and thus doesn't like show you your balance in the DAP screen itself
0: exactly exactly now
1: uh, we had
0: this discussion um uh, a while ago about creating this, um, you know, just like on your phone, when you're installing a new application, it asks you to gain access to your address book and your camera and your photos, right? Yeah. Now, I don't really like this approach because what it means is that most people just don't read anything and just
1: click OK, OK, OK. For sure. It's like the the GDPR thing they have in Europe, I think it is, or something. And it's like, do you mind cookies? And it's like, OK, like just get out of my way kind of thing. <laughs> exactly,
0: I, I will delete it in a second later with another plugin that I have specifically for that. Right, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but the point is that um, it's not really working. It just makes people, you know, like, okay, I want this application and I have to approve this, otherwise I will not get it, so I will approve it. Uh, and in our case, when we're talking about money and especially when we're talking about privacy, uh, Th- that's it right you, you can only lose privacy once <laughs> like, exactly yeah it's
1: a, so it's a very it, it, this would be a bad like precedence to say i think
0: yeah exactly so you know you click it and that's it you, you, your data is uploaded somewhere you don't know where and like you, you, Even if you remove the application a second after that, like that's gone. So we didn't want to go to this kind of complicated permissions levels. Oh, wait a second, should I give it access only to balance? Now, there were a lot of suggestions. And by the way, there are interesting suggestions Uh, that probably we should like at some point discuss, for example, what if the DAB DAB only gets access to the coins that were created by that DAB? But then we'll get onto all of these complications, like what if this DAB works with two coins and tomorrow somebody wants to create a DAB that works with me free one side and bonds on the other side? Should it gain access to both? Should it gain access to one? So for now, we have kept the separation. But getting back to the original topic, that's what makes it a little bit more uh, complicated to transact with these assets. So we will do it. We will create a contract. We will create a small gap that will illustrate how this concept can work. Uh, but expect this to be integrated immediately at the wallet level, because as I explained, that's that's quite an issue. Absolutely. Um,
1: and and yeah. it makes, it makes a, like you've described it very well and it, it makes a lot of sense as to like, Uh, the nuance that comes with adding such assets because they would need to be, uh, unlike confidential assets, they need to be more on the contract side.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And and the other post that I wanted to discuss, which also appears in the feature request, and I really would like to uh, hear uh, more opinions about it. It's called uh, Mobile Wallet... uh, Gus, uh, it you could mute because you have a lot of it on us? Yeah, sorry. Ah, okay. So it's called Mobile Wallet Separate Out Payment Functions from the DeFi Functions. Um, and uh, it, it's, it, it's quite a long post. I will not uh, read the entirety of the, but please do. Please go find it and read about it. Um, and the point of this um, feature request is that, listen, we have a lot of stuff now, right? We started as this Really simple, really usable application. You could send funds, you could receive funds. And now we have all of these different NFTs and stuff and governance and this and that. And it really makes this uh, wallet application, especially on the mobile, kind of complicated with a lot of features. And um, the author he says that it would be probably better to separate it into kind of two different applications. Uh, one ma- meant for payments only, and the other one for all of the nerdy stuff, uh, as they call it, uh, the DeFi and all that shit. So uh, this is actually a great uh, discussion that I think we we want to have about um, kind of product, uh, you know, perspective in general, because there was always this um, dilemma for us, right? Features, how we do it in a way that um, you know make it usable and at the same time, you know, not too complicated for everyone to work with. Uh, I think we solved it relatively well, Uh, Stop. I'm not sure, like maybe on the mobile it's it's more complicated, so please go and uh, comment on that and we will discuss in more depth. Uh, Because I think it's a valid point, I think it's something we need to think about how to do this. And and once again, there were a lot of ideas, right? We we talked about kind of having this simple wallet and advanced wallet. So, you know, there are a lot of different solutions here. Uh, At this point, we we kind of decided against it because we just wanted, you know, we we were very proud of everything we've built. And, you know, obviously we put it in in everybody's face, uh, which is not necessarily what users want, right? So I think it's it's a great discussion. uh, I would really like to get more comments about this uh, from the community.
1: For sure, definitely like a, an interesting idea, and, and would love to hear some of the community's thoughts on that. I can I can kind of see both sides of it. If I if I give some like uh, maybe web two examples of, of like either side, uh, I'd say like Twitter is is a good app at the moment anyway, uh, or in the in the recent past for like specifically for social media you can post stuff you can read content from others and this kind of stuff uh whereas on the flip side like wechat which is maybe less kind of relevant for for anyone that hasn't uh lived in china or from china but in this app you can do like a lot of the social side of stuff it has group chats like whatsapp or telegram Uh, And also you have like all kinds of crazy stuff on top of that in terms of like investing in this. You can have your wallet on WeChat and you can pay for food and get it delivered. You can get an Uber and it's kind of like everything in one application. And there's definitely, where I was going with this anyway, there's definitely pros and cons to like both sides of the the spectrum on, on functionality and this kind of thing.
0: Totally. Okay, so uh, one uh, uh, more update about the um, great feature request of Scrap current verification model and allow manual adding of assets via link. Uh, So this this is our feature request number eight. Uh, It appears on GitHub. Uh, There is a specification. Uh, that i have uh, <clears throat> created in the reply to this post it has five likes um so we are uh really um, kind of in, you know in in this kind of uh, initial steps of of doing it uh and uh, uh we will probably get a bounty for that from the beam foundation so um it's going to be a uh, setting screen that will allow you to manually uh, enable or disable any asset that there are like deployed uh, on on Beam network and by default the official assets like bnb Beam, max probably a couple of others will be enabled and all of the others will be disabled so you will be easily able to at any time uh, add more assets by just going into your settings screen and we will also have a button uh, on the asset swap screen that will direct you there so we don't need to go and uh, look through settings so you just click on that and uh, enable or disable assets. I think it's a a decent solution, Uh, but also obviously more opinions are are welcome. Like five likes is great, but uh, it would be amazing uh, to have more uh, insight into that. Um, Another great feature request um, that generated um, a lot of traction relatively um, is the Beam Anonymous Messenger or BAM. And um, uh, I really like the last comment here by a user named V-I-B-T. Uh, and uh, uh, the form indicates that it was the first time uh, V-I-B-T posted in the community. And the comment says, Messenger app is a must.
1: And this kind of, you know, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, first and last comment. I mean, exactly. and this, this, like, a Messenger app, or or mes- beam anonymous messenger which i like the name of by the way this has been brought up like uh many many times and like is it something that people want and like hey this is cool and yeah so i think it's a uh, definitely interested to see like what the consensus is within the wider community on on whether they are for it or not so much for it
0: yes um, yeah we, we will definitely um talk about it next week um i will uh kind of provide more information about the technical aspects of that how it's going to work uh so first of all uh, it's possible yeah technically obviously uh, we have as bbs and as it was suggested in, in the feature request uh we have all of the primitives that we need to to do that the only or like one of the reasons is um, that we didn't do it uh, until now, it was kind of about focus um, about like um, uh, like how and when will you really use it. Uh, because yeah, it sounds like a great idea, uh, but will you really give up, I don't know, telegram signal uh, or, or uh, uh, I don't know, uh, there are other kind of metrics um, uh, or other protocols uh, that people use today. And uh, use your beam, um, let's say, mobile uh, uh, mobile wallet to to communicate with people. Maybe, maybe. Um, but until today, there was like always this dilemma: like, should we do this or that? And we always went with something else. Um, but once again, you know, that's why we have here uh, feature requests. We have a community. Let's continue discussing that. And uh, let's reconvene about this specific topic next week and uh, try to kind of um, create uh, uh, some additional discussion around it. Um, it's not very complicated feature. It's somewhat complicated, but not too much. Um, yeah, so, so let's talk about it. Uh, and uh, if we all decide that it's something that we do want, let's create a small prototype, roll it out, see how it works, and then, you know, expand it uh, don't expect uh, you know animated stickers in the first version <laughs> <laughs> the I I, I
1: I can't help but think when I read this the about the beam anonymous messenger is one thing I do kind of like is and I, and I don't know why it just like one of these small weird things that brings kind of joy to my day is when when something happens on ethereum and then the person gets spammed with lots of like messages uh from people uh like that know their address because their address has been public or whatever and i think it could be kind of cool uh i think it would be kind of fun to to have some such anonymous kind of messenger or i've always also like back in the day, I think I, I mentioned it, something like Satoshi's Wall, where you can kind of post stuff onto a graffiti kind of wall like you, a little bit like the million dollar pixel thing, the website yeah. back in the day. And, and it was a Bitcoin focused one of those where you could pay for like space on the wall and, and draw stuff there, I think. Yeah, th- is. Th-
0: this is actually uh, one of these features that uh, uh, always, um uh, you know spark a lot of creativity and a lot of new ideas uh, you know and let's uh, add this and that. that, that. It, it's great. like I, I really like it. So yeah, okay, let, let's let's continue discussing it. Um, what else I wanted to specifically mention here? Um, one second there was another one. Um, I think most of them we discussed either previous week or this week. Uh, there are some uh, kind of uh, more, um, you know, practical functional things that are here also. What we're going to do first of all, activity has been great, right? I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed by both the quantity and the quality of the suggestions. Um, and uh, we have, as you as you know, we have already started implementing many of them, and we have rolled out one of them, which is very good. Um, we are going to focus on. Um, in terms of NFT gallery, we're going to focus on the limited edition NFTs and the airdrops uh, because these features uh, are both uh, requested by by working projects and uh, we have promised them a long time ago. um Yeah, so these are going to be uh, also worked on uh, this week and next week I will update on the progress. um So yeah, um the last thing I would like to kind of uh, say that. If you are running a project on Beam, uh, please uh, add your description, as I said in the beginning. But also, um, like, be sure to always create your own Telegram chats or groups where people can come and ask questions. Uh, because we do support all of the projects on Beam technically, and uh, we, we try to help as much as we can. Uh, but in terms of uh, kind of governance of these projects, it should be always very clear which projects are you know, related them and which have their own owners. And uh, um, it's very important for us to have this clear distinction between what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for, for both our sake, right? So, you know, people who uh, use these projects need to know the address of a chat or a person uh, that they can ask questions and get advice or get uh, explanations about how things work uh while our support channel should remain kind of focused on on specifically beam and beam related features. So don't forget uh, uh, this to add these chats to your project description um, As-
1: yes. absolutely and I will share the link directly to the like project list from the community uh, so everyone can add their projects in there and we'll also share it on telegram uh Twitter
0: Yeah. yeah uh and uh, don't invest in uh, scams please and also uh, don't use your own total for your own loans
1: yeah and they stay fat there Uh, a wild world and and even wilder and, and crypto it seems based on the last week
0: um yeah um okay and uh, you know once uh, Elon uh, screws Twitter completely then we
1: will move to matrix as one of the users suggested yeah absolutely I was gonna I was gonna touch on matrix uh, I'll, I'll talk about it in the in the telegram chat I think it's like a interesting idea that kind of uh, has pros and cons with anything and yeah I don't know let's see oh they're coming for me again almost. Almost went one full beam space without the the sirens in the back.
0: Almost. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So uh, on this great note, we will start wrapping it up. It's almost the hour mark. Um, Thank you very much for being here and participating. And please uh, continue with the feature quest. And even more more importantly, please comment on the existing feature quest because uh yeah i mean you you read them you say okay that looks fine but eventually we do have to prioritize we do have to get uh opinions of how these things are going to be useful even if it's like yeah i support this like you know write this don't just click a like you know invest in in some kind of comment with adding use cases uh adding why you think this feature is a good idea or not uh, it really helps us to figure out what to build and how, because, you know, eventually we're all building this together. Um, yeah, please please do that, and uh, we will see you next week.
1: Absolutely. Don't be shy, and see you all next week.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks a lot.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you.